just create. I'm ready to create now. No, not yet. Hold on. No, let's create now. Welcome to the arena. Welcome to the arena. This is Archer Almighty. This is Archer Almighty. And this is Elevated Thoughts. And this is Elevated Thoughts. Man, that was awesome, dude. High five. Bam. That's gonna go in the garage. Gotcha. Welcome to the arena. I'm Archer Almighty, and this is Elevated Thoughts, man. To, uh, man, I just had the privilege and honor of interviewing former Texas Ranger, Gerald Smiley. Shout out to Marley Mars in the booth with me. I'm feeding her currently. So on this episode, we talked a little, we not a little, we talked a lot about baseball. Him being a former Texas Ranger, for starters, he has a team mentality. Uh, glad to and honestly I'm grateful and thankful to be business partners with this guy he has so much and his, his energy is off the charts and he is a go-getter and I, I, you have to be around like-minded individuals to, to get better and succeed in his life so thank you for elevating thoughts it's more sports based but we're still dropping some jewels in there elevating the, the youth man so okay Marley I'm sorry I stopped I, Stop talking so much, just keep feeding. I'm sorry. Go ahead and eat your sweet potatoes. Homemade sweet potatoes, that is. Uh, but yes, we talked a little bit about his BLP Academy, Big League Prep. Uh-oh, calm down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, look, she's getting mad, y'all. So I'm just, yeah, just go grab a listen to this episode. Let me know. If you want, if you have any other questions, leave me a voice message so we can actually let you the listener tune in to what we got going on and interact okay oh okay 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 and let y'all interact with us leave a voice message anchor makes it as simple for us to be able to stay in contact and communicate with our listeners uh but we talked a little bit about philosophy that you know for everyone is pitching that kids can follow uh pma positive mental attitude breathing techniques jewel after jewel after jewel Uh, It's about elevating thoughts and the kids are our future. So I believe that children are the future. Let them lead the way. Uh, Just enjoy this episode. Thank you very much, everybody. This is part one of three. Uh, So stay tuned. We went live on Facebook. So we had a lot of interaction from our actual listeners because that's what it's all about. Uh, And y'all can actually get a visual of us talking. So until next episode, peace. What's up? It's Sam. And Sin. And we are back with another Elevated Thoughts. Messed this up again. Welcome to the arena, man. I'm Archer Almighty, and this is definitely SLA and Chill. We got Baseball and Chill Edition. We have former Texas Ranger Gerald Smiley in the booth today, everybody. Welcome, brother. How's it going, man? Thank you, bro. Hey, how's it going? That's good. All the time. That's good, man. Man, that's good. Yes, we are, man. I'm actually, uh, I pressed play this time. Oh, he got the ring. (laughs) I love it.
about you? How about you zoom in and show that, man? Show it. Can I see what that ring is right there? The, the, the kids did the work, man. Oh man, hey. The kids did the work. Hey, you got it, man. Let me share this real quick to a few people. Let me see who's online and bug some people real quick. Get some uh get it active in here. I already know you're gonna have your people jumping in. You go ahead and make see, see if I can get some of my people in. Uh but yes, uh welcome to the goddamn arena, man. So we're gonna talk a little baseball, man. Whew. So let me see. Now, do I want to backtrack a little bit from last episode? Uh, I know my guy Dre Day uh, from Sportsway with Dre Day podcast all the way from Brooklyn, New York, said he had a question. He said his only question was about your top five players of all time. There you go. He said he sent the invite. Uh, he said he didn't agree with the Barry Bond selection. I think that's what it was. That's I think. okay. This is opinion. <laughs> I, I know. Dre, you can feel free to type that in there, man, in the comments. But uh, So, yes, I got some questions for you. Do you want me to go he straight to in? Semper Fi. Yeah, he wants to come in. He's, bring him in. He, we can't bring him in to, as well, all can right. we? we? All three of us can't get in. in well, uh, we, keep we keep it moving. We keep it going. Thank you very much, Aaron Ball, for tuning in. That's Aaron B. from SLA Network as well. Uh, so yes, I got the first question of the day is, you know, we got a QTNA segment on the podcast questions that need answered. So number one, what does BLP Academy stand for? I like that. Uh, BLP Academy, Big League Prep Academy, um, basically teaching young athletes what it means. They, all kids have dreams of becoming a big leaguer, but there's steps and there's a system that follows. It's just not my system. But there's a system that you need to follow in order to accomplish those dreams. So along the way, we turn those on those items and give you a platform like the shopping cart method. Um, here are some tools that you can use. You're going to play for a lot of coaches. I'm not the last coach who ever played for it. This will happen. I might be other coaches that were able to put my hands on you or my mind on you to enhance the tools that God already gave you. And I'm not one of those coaches that say, that's my guy, that's my guy. I'm the reason that kid got to where they are. I don't believe in stuff like that. So BLP Academy is just giving you a wealth of knowledge. Uh, we're revamping a branding. We're revamping a, a lot of things. We're going to launch our online training course for kids all around the world to touch and use in the palm of their hand and actually have a system they can follow all year round. There's a lot of kids that can't afford training anymore so we're going to give them the tools necessary to continue to succeed okay i like that that's real dope man that is super dope to be quite honest with you uh man let me see question number two uh what's a good mental philosophy you can share with everyone on pitching uh that kids can follow that's huge man <laughs> that's huge because the whole game is mental to be honest with you life is mental but when Oh, I can't hear you. Did we? Okay. Did, you, did you freeze up? You froze up a bit there. So go ahead. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, the game. The, when you step in between those lines, the game moves fast. You got to understand how to control your mind in between the lines to not allow the game to move so fast. If you can slow the game down mentally, the game will slow down in front of you. Um, but PMA, having a positive mental attitude, first and foremost, that's very important. Uh, everything's not going to go your way, but can you still be a good teammate even when things aren't going your way? Can you still be a good teammate when you're 0 for 4 at the plate today? You're 
you're 0 for 1, you're 0 for 2, you're 0 for 3. Ryan Long, what's up, buddy? That's one of the, uh, that's one of the best players I've ever uh, got to see play, man. He, his work ethic is phenomenal. Put at Texas Tech. Um, phenomenal dude. Great family, too, by the way. But um, positive note attitude, being able, being able to still be a good teammate and be your own best friend inside of your head, even when things ain't going your way. You just walk the guy on the mound. That's okay. How do I still get to my next pitch? Because you're always one pitch away from an out. Um, the, the most important real estate, Sam, is between your ears. You know that, right? Thanks. Yes, yes. Big time, big time. Very important. Um, but also, breathing techniques is a part of your mental aspect of the game. Understand how to breathe. You know, what's crazy is um, when I was pitching, I was in, when I was in the minor leagues, Oral um, Hershiser told me one time, he said, Take a deep breath. Came out to came out to the mountain. Put his shoulder on me. Uh, this is uh, this is the spring training, and I didn't know what he was doing. That's all he said. Take a deep breath, and he walked back to the dugout. And I got I got the out. I get back in the dugout, and he says, "Did you see what happened?" I said, uh, "All you did was say take a deep breath." <laughs> I was I was young. I didn't understand what he was talking about. Yeah. But but everyone from the dugout can see my shoulders were so tense and so hyped, and he said, after I took my deep breath, everything just went, oh, just low, you know? Wow. That's crazy. Um, she said, we can't, they can't hear us. Yes. She says, I wish I could hear you better up here on the mountains. Our Wi-Fi is very sketchy. I'm so sorry uh, okay. about that. Yeah, that's Laura. I just, I, let me, since we're looking at the comments, uh, Dre Day from Sports Day, uh, Sports Way with Dre, uh, Dre Day, he asked, what can we what can we do to try to get more minorities to play baseball? Well, RBI is doing a hell of a job, to be honest with you. Rejuvenizing baseball in the inner city. They're, they're making their mark. Major League Baseball teams are in. Um, that's another reason why we're building our sports complexes around our state, and then we'll open our BLP academies around other states, um, as well as we touched on last segment. Um, but that's another reason why I'm launching this platform online is where kids can afford to get the proper training. In baseball, you, you need a $300, $400 bat. You need cleats. You need a new glove. You need jerseys. You need all these things. And a lot of minorities in, in inner cities can't afford those things. Um, in basketball, in the hood, I can use the same basketball for a long time. Even when the threads and, and the, the leather starts to wear off, I can still shoot with it. Thanks. <laughs> so, but in baseball, you need all these components to consider yourself at least semi-good. But back to the mental side of the game, um, also knowing kind of what your motivation is, you know, what drives you, what moves you to wake up every day. There's a lot of kids in today's society, they're stuck on these video games. And these video games, these video games do not help you get to where you got to get to. Your, these video games don't help you separate yourself from your opponents, let alone your teammates. And, Baseball is such a team sport, but it's an individual sport within the team sport. And if you're not spending hours and hours of beating on your craft daily, you're letting yourself down, but you're also letting your teammates down. And a lot of individual baseball, it's everything in life, but the one bad apple on the field, the team's going to fall apart. And kind of where the game has changed it's become a sickening business and that's another reason why I kind of got out of coaching to be honest with you is 
it's not the same game no more, Sam. It's, it's a business. They make money off your socks. They make money off your Batman. They make money off your travel hotel and say you need to stay in this block of hotel room and that process because these coaches and owners of these organizations are getting so much kickback. See, 2008 hit. That was a recession in 2008. And everybody and their mom opened corner. Now there's a facility sports for kids. And they found that that was a recession-proof business model if I can work with children. Doesn't mean your facility is going to stay open because recession-proof, you still need a good business model to follow, but you need a good product. And the game is so watered down, they're not delivering good products anymore. And when you look at Major League Baseball numbers, numbers are down. You talk to front office staff, you talk to scouts, you talk to uh, general managers, the, the, the numbers are dying in baseball. Um, because people are just trying to make a living off of children instead of giving them what's really really good. I put something on every street. I'm saying there's not good coaches out there. Don't take that for, for anything. What I said. Don't don't feel like uh, there's not coaches out there who really care about these kids. Because, but the vast majority, they just want to make money off these kids. Yes, they do, man. It's a problem. It really is. That's in every sport. To be quite honest with you, uh, you know, I coach basketball and I ran across the same thing. Like. People just, they getting this money, man. We had a podcast about that earlier, man, uh, in the season. And it was legit. You just trying to make this money. AAU is making a killing off these kids. Throw them some shoes, man, and let them. <laughs> they got them out here playing AAU. And <laughs> young, super young ages, man, nowadays. But that's crazy. I hate staying play. T- Jamie says she hates staying play tourneys. Your phone keeps cutting out. My bad. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh. So, part of my part of my pitching philosophy, you know, is understanding repeatable mechanics. What does that look like? And there's not enough kids, like I said earlier, spending hours and hours beating on their crap. You can do dry mechanics at home. You can do dry mechanics anywhere. Does it feel the same? Does it feel fluid? Is there a rhythm to it? I'm sorry? No, I didn't say nothing. I'm listening. Oh. Uh, you're, you're timing. Okay. Uh, I got you. So, the Wi-Fi guys is hating on us right now, man. We keep having glitches in the matrix, man. I do apologize about that. Uh, can you hear me all right now? Look like you froze up on me, man. Look at him, y'all. He done froze all the way up. We having technical difficulties right now. Is he back? He's back. He's sipping his coffee. He's sipping that. I'm pretty sure that's Valentis coffee off in that cup. I see that. I see that. Well, since we we, we ran into the errors, I'm going to go with question number three. Can you hear me now? Question number three, what would you tell kids to do? Uh, I mean, what would you tell kids today about professionalism and what's that mean in the game of baseball? That's another good question. Uh, professionalism, how you carry yourself, first impressions, everything, and everyone's watching. Uh, you never know who is watching. I remember when I was playing high school baseball, um, we used to have some scouts that didn't come sit down at the field because some of the areas we played in the hood. Um, I remember, frankly, there was a brave scout and a Yankee scout set up the top of the hill when we played at Rainier Playfield. But after the game, they would walk to the bus and tell me, you know, good 
job or they saw me, whatever the case may be. But just because Oakley's on and stop watching, writing down everything you're doing, doesn't mean somebody's not there to look at you. It doesn't mean that they're there to watch someone else. And today might be your opportunity just because they're not there to see you. Um, I would have loved to play on LeBron James basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because everyone's. LeBron, you know what? You're gonna notice. You're gonna notice me too. Um, how you wear your uniform that matters. How you how you run down the line that matters. How you pick your teammates up when you're not doing good matters. How do you pick them up when you when they score um, that matters. How you talk, um, everything matters. You got one shot at first impression. How you going about your business uh, as far as training. Um, identifies your professionalism or lack thereof. Early work. When you go, when you go to college or to pro, watch LeBron. But you chose to go to college. Early, watch early work, which means really before practice and all that. You're going to put in some extra work with your coaches. It's a job, and if you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to love it. So if you don't love what you're doing, you're not going to make it to where you got to get to. Because playing college baseball. It's fun, but it's not fun that you have to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the weight room. Mm-hmm. And you got to be there by 6. Uh-huh. And if you're there at 6 or 1, you're late. Late. The amount of work you put into the weight room, by the time you leave, you got to walk clear across campus, sore. You got to shower. You got to change. Then you're going to go eat breakfast. You gotta walk clear across campus somewhere else to your classroom. You gotta stay awake in the classroom. You gotta get good grades. And after after class is over, you gotta go to practice. And then after practice is over, you gotta do some more work. Because if you go Division One, you got twenty hours a week. Man, thanks. so they call it voluntary, but it ain't voluntary. It's mandatory. You gotta get in there and get it. And then after practice is over, guess what? You gotta go study for your test or study for whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm sore. I'm tired. Don't nobody want to hear it. Yep. I'm away from home. I miss my family. How do I still stay focused and dialed in, stay connected, stay in tune of what my true goal is, and then get the heck out of where you're at, and then go figure out what you're going to do after that. Understood. That is all message. Them is bullet points. I hope the kids is out there listening to that. We're going to share this and get this out there. Uh, once again, we are on uh, Google Play for those who got the Google. Uh, we on Apple Podcasts. We on Spotify. And as a couple of weeks ago, we on iHeartRadio. So, baseball and chill. So, we're going to question number four. Since we're in the offseason now, what's important for pitchers to work on heading into spring next year? Man, that's a good That's not fun, Sam, because a lot of cats, man. <laughs> They sit, they sit around and, uh, like I said, they play they, they play video games because their season's over. And the game has changed. You know, when we grew up, you played baseball. And then when I was over, you wouldn't play basketball. When I was over, you wouldn't play football, whatever sport it was at that time. But now you got to kind of stay in tune even if you're not playing, you know, because the, the, the boys separate themselves from the men during the offseason. Mm-hmm. And... There's a difference between uh, throwing
playing program and playing catch. Okay, true. Mm-hmm. You need to get on a you need to get on a throwing program, a ten week, twelve week, whatever it is, throwing program. Week one at so many feet, so many throws per day at this uh, at this intensity level. Just getting your arm loose, understanding how to work on flexibility, your range of motion, your nutrition, your diet is everything. You are. Mm-hmm. What kind of a, what amount of conditioning are you putting into this during the off season? I always tell pitchers, man, you got to have a brain of a surgeon. You got to have a cold heart and an iron gut. Relentless. If I'm a surgeon and I'm doing surgery today, I can't mess up on this client here. I, I can't. My patient depends on me. My team depends on my brain throwing quality strikes to the lower half of the strike zone with commitment. I call it ice. Intention, commitment, execution. I-C-E, that's ice. I hope everyone writes that down, ice. Intention, commitment, execution. i got to have an intention to throw the ball to the lower half with a purpose. And then i got the commitment. You know that. So, into that, and then i got to go execute it. And if you can throw quality pitches to the lower half, you're going to be successful. The offseason is meant for you to focus on what your weaknesses were during the season. You have to have an evaluation, an exit evaluation with your coaches as well. And some coaches don't do that. But in your mind, what do I need to get better on? You need to write those down. you got to set some goals of what I'm going to work on in the offseason. And using your throwing program to build up into your bullpen sessions and learning better pitch sequences during your bullpen uh, sessions Understanding, um, you, you can't throw you can't throw the same pitch in the exact same spot, the exact same speed because good hitters are going to hit that because they already saw it. <laughs> got you. I got a I got so, a, I got a question. Uh, not to cut you off, Sean Thompson said. You got a question? No, somebody else just uh, jumped in. They said, "What age should kids start throwing sliders and curveballs?" Don't leave Sean out. Don't leave question. That's that's the question that I'm asking, Sean Thompson. What age should okay. kids start throwing sliders and curveballs, in your opinion? I got a double-edged sword philosophy with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why, Sean. So, if I, I, threw, I threw curveballs as a kid and sliders as a kid. And my coaches didn't want me to. My, my parents didn't want me to, but I did it anyway. And... I got guys out, and I wasn't throwing it right, but the ball was moving. I thought I had a lot of success with it because it looked successful. Actually, I was getting the success, but to throw them, throw them a lot until at least 13, 14, but the kid's going to do it anyway. So if the kid's going to do it anyway, you should be working with the kid on the side in the bullpen sessions for just drill work and just giving them a feel for how to throw it, how to use it, how to spin it, which fingers to feel that ball coming off of, where's the wrist placement, where's arm angle. There's drill work that you can do because um, kids are going to do it anyway. Like, let's say let's say your son's 15 years old. Let's say your son's 10th right now. And throw it in the game. What else do you do? Oh, because he threw a curveball. I'll strip this kid out. <laughs> the philosophy is he going to yell at him, cuss him out, do it anyway. So you might as well work with them on the side, understanding wrist placement, um, hand speed through the ball, release point. Um, so I don't, I don't I got you. 
this stuff really using it effectively. Okay, okay. I got a question from Dre Day from Sportsway with Dre Day. He's a Yankees fan, by the way. He says, besides pitcher, what other positions do you think are uh, most toughest to play? Say what? He says, besides a pitcher, what other positions would you say is the most toughest to play? Man, they're all tough, to be honest with you, because baseball guys, the ball will find you at any time, and you still got to execute. But um, catcher is difficult, man. I was catcher just about to say that, man. I was thinking you're that. Throwing the ball. Yeah. You're throwing the ball more than the pitcher is. So you, you think a pitcher's got a pitch count, think about the catcher. Because this pitcher just threw 110 pitches, and another pitcher comes in and throws 50, and another pitcher comes in and throws 30. Think about how many throws that catcher threw. Not only that, but the throws back to the pitcher during the warm-ups. The, the throws down to second base in between innings. <laughs> right. So the ball moving late, you got to remember every single pitcher on your staff, the arm angle, release point, velocity, spin, what pitches they throw. And you got to still be able to maneuver, get around, and block balls back to the center of the plate when runners are on base. You got to call a great game. You got to know a pitcher's strength, a pitcher's weakness, and all different pitchers. So I would say, I would say catcher would probably be the, the, the second most toughest position on the field. Jeff says catcher hey, be the quarterback in my book. Catcher be the QB in my book. Yeah, he's right. That's the that's a true baseball guy in Mississippi, man. Uh, went did a baseball camp down there, very successful. Strong baseball dude knows his knowledge. Uh, we're gonna put together another camp down in Mississippi in January. Also, he uh, he works with softball players as well. That's Jeff Thornburg. Jeff Thornburg, right there. You talking about? Yes, sir. All righty, you got. Yeah, he said yeah. blessings to talk to you today as well. Much respect. Uh, this is SLA and Chill, man. This is a uh, baseball and chill edition, man. With Gerald smiling, goodness gracious, man. I'm glad to have you on this thing. Let me see if I had another question for you. What are some responsibilities for pitchers other than throwing strikes? <laughs> That's deep. Understand how to field your position. You can't just throw. You can't just throw the baseball and think, okay, my job is done. Um, you got to be able to hold runners. You gotta be able to vary your hold times. Vary your hold times. What that means is when you come set, runners on base are getting your timing, your rhythm. I teach I teach a lot of my base runners to the UCLA system because I was taught the UCLA system when I was in youth baseball. And UCLA is when I come set, watch my hands real quick, Sam. Okay. So when when my hands have to come to a stop, one, you C. And I go to the mound on C, then, okay, his timing says C in the UCLA pattern. Michael Kalmus, what up, buddy? Um, that's, one of my, that's one of my good friends, too, man. His son played with us. Uh, his son had a lot of coaches in his lifetime, but the young man went on to play at Kansas State University. Phenomenal pitcher. Uh, just got married to an amazing woman, too. So uh, going back to the UCLA system. UCLA, watch my hands again. So the last pitch, I delivered the pitch. I, I went to the plate on, on C. So now I'm going to come set, and I'm going to go one, U, C. I threw another pitch on the letter C. Okay, so pattern says he throws on C. Got right? it. So varying your whole time would be one, U, boom, throw the plate. Come set, one, U, C. L A pitch. So, 
times, varying your looks. Varying your looks means I'm coming set, I'm giving them a different look with my head. Okay, okay, okay. Before I go to the plate. Gotcha. Understanding who's on who's on deck is your responsibility. Understanding the score is your responsibility. Am I up by a lot and I'm still trying to trick hitters with breaking balls and we're up eight runs? Like, we need, they need a lot of hits combined to catch up and get eight more runs. Gotcha. <laughs> um, your responsibility is showing up to the yard early. Your responsibility is, is doing your side work. Your responsibility is doing video analysis of yourself. Your your other responsibilities are, are, are doing video analysis of your opponents that you're about to face. I highly recommend that when you're in a tournament, like you go watch these hitters, videotape them, take them back to your room. Right. <laughs> you got to see their tendencies. Pitchers need to learn how to chart. If you not if not learn how to chart as a kid, you're not really focusing on the game. And another responsibility you have is if you're not pitching today and you're in the dugout, you need to be paying attention to these guys because you might play them in the semifinals or the championship or whatever the case may be. Not listening to mom, dad, sister, brother coming to the fence and out of town auntie saying, hey, whatever. Like, I love you, but I'm going to talk to you after the game. I'm going to focus. I'm going to stay down in. Another part of your responsibility is understanding – Ooh. The, game, the game situations, bunts. Who, who, who's bunters? Who are the, who are the, who are the uh, guys that can run on base? You're going to say something? Yes, uh, we have another question. Uh, which pitchers did you look up to growing up? Man, Nolan Ryan, off top. <laughs> gotcha. Ooh, that's a big time on there. Nolan Ryan, off top. Uh, Roger Clemens. Uh, Pedro Martinez. Hmm. That's a good one too. Uh, Randy Johnson for sure. You know, Seattle guy. When I was growing up as a kid, like I, we talked about last night on the podcast, one of my favorite places to play was the Kingdom as a kid. Um, but Nolan Ryan, would, Nolan Ryan wasn't scared to throw at you. Nolan Ryan wasn't scared to be a bulldog and just dominate you. Roger Clemens, same way. They didn't care who stepped in the box. You know, I'm going to compete. Doesn't matter who you are. And if you if you hit it, you hit it. Tip my hat. You know, you hit my best pitch. And you put your best swing on my best pitch, hopefully. But if it was a pitch that I hung and it was a mistake pitch, I still tip my hat to you because you took advantage of my weakness. But those guys dominated, man. It didn't matter. They went after you. They they, they competed. Uh, they threw their best stuff. And, and one thing that I was fortunate of, I got to, I got to meet Nolan Ryan during spring training. And we had a conversation. I'll never forget this, man. Check this out. So my first year of spring training. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing my breaking ball, and I'm thinking it's good, it's good, it's good, because it's moving, it's nasty. Yeah. But Cass was hitting me. <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, what the hell? Because in high school, like, ain't nobody hitting me. Ain't nobody hit my slider. What's going on right now? So Nolan Ryan, you know, we go in the break room, and uh, we're looking at the video. Um, and my curveball was disappearing off the TV screen. And would uh-huh. come back into the screen. So he said, "What do you think the hitter sees out of your hand?" <laughs> it's like damn. So he showed me my fastball, and my fastball would come out of my hand, and it would stay on the screen. Mm. But the curveball would go up out of my hand, disappear, and come back down. So I was like, "Okay." 
was a bullpen because I didn't really throw no bullpens in high school. I just threw the ball. I didn't really do a lot of side work. You know, I'm from the hood. We play basketball, play football, and we just we just pitch when it was time to pitch when I was growing up. <laughs> right. And I looked at him like a thing was a bullpen. And I'll never forget the look on his face when he looked at me. He was like, who the hell signed this kid? Like he's, not, like, he's not even a baseball guy. Wow. And I'll never forget that. From that day forward, like, I had to tighten up. You had to take your I trade a lot more serious. Huh? Had to take that trade a lot more serious, right? Yeah, but I had to learn different language that I wasn't used to. There, there's a lot of things in the game that you're not used to, you know, uh, terminologies. A lot of unwritten rules in baseball, too. 